Eldora is bringing the million back, but this time for sprint cars. We'll get into that, plus news from Days in Pursley, and Dirt Tracker is sponsoring a race car. Let's go. It's Thursday, December 15th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. The big dirt, racing, uh, big dirt racing news items just keep on coming, and we'll get into the Eldora Million here shortly. But first, today's episode is sponsored by MSP Mounts. If you want to capture video from your race car or ATV, you'll need some way to mount your GoPros, and MSP provides the perfect solution. Made by racers for racers, their action camera mounts are tough, they're versatile, they're easy to handle. Uh, I've got one right here with a GoPro mounted up on it so you can see how it works. Super adjustable, super easy to use. They fit roll bars and tubing from three quarters of an inch thick to two inches thick. They can be mounted and unmounted with no tools in just a few seconds and can be used for all sorts of race cars. I know some of you out there have started tuning into Thomas Meserol's Team Mez TV channel on YouTube, which he's doing a really great job with. He's using some of these mounts from MSP for his onboard footage. So if they can survive Timez, I'm sure they'll be great for whatever you use them for. MSP mounts are made by sprint car racer Dan McCarran, and he's had customers put these things on sprint cars and late models, modifieds, midgets, 600 micros, side-by-sides, and plenty more. And when you're ready to grab one or a couple, he's uh, helping out my viewers and listeners with a coupon code. Head over to mspmounts.com to order. Use code DIRTTRACKER at checkout. You'll get 10% off. That's D-I-R-T-R-A-C-K-R for 10% off your order over at mspmounts.com. Thanks again to Dan and MSP for their support of my show. I will start first with the big news from Wednesday. Eldora Speedway is bringing back the Eldora Million for 2023. But instead of it being a late model show, this time the sprint car guys will have a chance to race for that big prize. Obviously released yesterday, uh, the reaction was huge across social media. We already knew about the King's Royal dates as they were part of the outlaw schedule, but we figured something was up with that Wednesday and Thursday before the King's Royal and after the Doty. Eldora had them marked as races on the schedule, but they were not on either the outlaw or the all-star schedule. In the days and weeks since those were released, there have been all kinds of rumors about what those two days were going to be or not be. Uh, I have had DMs, I've had text messages with people, all kinds of crazy things. Could they be part of another sanction, like maybe high limit? What would it pay? Would it be you know, a couple hundred thousand win? Is the million back? Uh, but now we know for sure what those two days look like. So these two nights are going to run unsanctioned. Uh, they are going to use a format from, uh, similar to what we've seen for some of the big late model races at Eldora. Wednesday night will feature split fields and two 12,000 to win and 1,000 to start main events. That will then help set up uh, action for Thursday's absolutely huge feature. It's going to pay a million $2,023 to win. Second's going to get a hundred grand, third fifty thousand, and the race will pay six thousand to start. After that, King's Royal festivities uh, will start on Friday, uh, as they are unsanctioned. Both nights will be streamed live on Flow Racing, which is the regular broadcast partner for Eldora and the All Stars. Both of those owned by Tony Stewart. So big kudos to Tony and Eldora for making this happen, and I'm sure big support here from Flow Racing as well. The two King's Royal Knights will then move over to Duravision, uh, as you might expect, with the World of Outlaws sanction. And where the World of Outlaws drivers fit into all of this is now the big question. Since these Knights are unsanctioned, are the Outlaw guys allowed to race, or are they not? It was a common topic of discussion on social media last night, with some very interesting opinions. I don't have any inside information on this, I haven't really talked to anybody uh, about this uh, on either side, but here's kind of just what I think. 
First, I believe the outlaw drivers will absolutely be there to compete. I think it would be madness if they were not. And if by some incredibly small chance the outlaws decided to bar their teams from racing, you would probably see a driver and team revolt and several of the big names drop off the series. I don't think there's any way Brian Carter and the outlaws draw that line in the sand. But, and just as a thought experiment and the counterpoint, consider this. If the outlaws did decide to bar their teams from racing, it would be a significant risk for those teams to then fall off the series. Yes, the race pays a million dollars to win, but the pay drops off pretty significantly from there. A top five team with the Outlaws will be giving up at least $113,000 points money and potentially as much as $350,000 if they win the championship. And obviously that doesn't include tow money uh, or anything else they would earn. Like, you know, think about the drivers and their merch trailers. So unless you win the event, it would actually end up being a losing proposition. Plus, on the World Racing Group side, it would save them like maybe half a million dollars that they wouldn't have to pay out in points fund money. It's something a friend brought up to me in all of this and something to think about. I don't think it'll happen, but just something to think about. And if we look at how this new contract works with the easing of the restrictions via the new Platinum Agreement, the new rules say, and I'm going to read this from the release verbatim, quote, contracted full-time World of Outlaws drivers or teams will now be able to race four non-World of Outlaws nights without restrictions as long as they are outside of 48 hours or a 100-mile radius on either side of a scheduled event, unquote. So by that line, these nights actually would technically not be allowed as they are not outside of that 48-hour or 100-mile radius. But there's a huge but here. First, Eldora is a WRG-aligned track, sprint car nights on the outlaw schedule, dirt car sanction, and a long-standing business relationship. From there, even under the previous more restrictive Platinum Agreement, there were plenty of exceptions on it, and drivers were able to race elsewhere with permission. The All-Star Nights at Volusia are an example, so is the Capitani Classic and Front Row Challenge before Knoxville. We've seen plenty of outlaw teams go run Knoxville weekly when there are things like rainouts. We've had Carson Macedo in California, the Shark Eyes in PA, etc., etc., etc. So there is precedent for this happening. And if you want some Eldora-specific precedent, look no further than the Governor's Rain event at Eldora in 2020. That was actually an all-star event. But the outlaw teams were there, and David Gravel won. So going out on a limb here, I think, yes, the outlaw teams will be in attendance. And no, I don't think these two nights will count towards their four freebies. Those freebies very much feel like they're for the high limit shows and some of the other things on the schedule. As sprint car fans, we want this race to be about the best, and that means the full-time outlaw teams competing. Anything less feels unacceptable. As with the late model event in 2022, I really hope the fan base supports both Eldora and Flow Racing for these two nights. It's an absolutely massive risk to take on a purse like this, and if we want things to continue growing, then events like this need as much love and support as they can get. Drop a comment. Let me know your thoughts on this uh, show uh, at Eldora and what it means for the future of sprint car racing and anything else you'd like to share. Uh, one news uh, news item for you today. This one from non-wing racing. Dazen Pursley is set to take on the full USAC sprint car schedule in 2023 with KO Motorsports as a teammate to chase Stocken. This will be a step up for Pursley, who returned to USAC midget competition this past season with Keith Coons after that devastating crash at Arizona Speedway in 2021 that left him with a spinal cord injury. Apparently, Persley was going to run scattered sprint car shows in 2022 with KO, but that plan got put on hold after the crash. Persley is a past USAC midget winner and appeared twice in sprint car competition, actually with KKM in 2022, at both Circle City and Hobstop. It's incredible to me that Persley has come this far in just a year since the crash, and obviously we hope nothing but the best for him as he moves up. Certainly plenty of talent capable of winning uh, in a number of different cars. And there was nothing in the release about future midget racing or his relationship with Keith Coons. We know he's running the Chili Bowl for KKM, 
but we'll have to wait and see if he continues running those races on that side as well. All right, I know some of you have seen this news already. I've had some YouTube comments about it and some other messages on social media, but I wanted to wait and talk about it until it was official and public. Dirt Tracker is sponsoring a car headed to the Chili Bowl. Fellow YouTube creator and sprint car driver Tanner Holmes is partnering up with Chad Boat to make his first appearance at the event coming up here in a few weeks, and I wanted to support him. If you checked out his video yesterday, he shared his paint scheme, and the Dirt Tracker logo is there on the side panels. Me and Tanner are actually from the same part of Southern Oregon, and it's super cool that he's getting this opportunity with a team like Boats. Tanner has done a ton of winning in an outlaw card. He's been uh, really impressive in some big shows with the sprint car. I'm excited to see what he can do in the expo, and it'll be great to have Dirt Tracker represented there. I've done a few very small event sponsorships in the past, but this is the first time the Dirt Tracker logo will be on a big-time car like this. As this project grows, I want to continue finding ways to support the community, and I hope this is the first of many chances we get to support racers. If you tune in regularly, if you've bought merch, if you're a channel member, if you use Dirt Tracker Plus, you have contributed to this deal, so I hope you'll feel a bit of ownership for this as well. If you want to check out Tanner's paint scheme, I'll link to his video below in the description. We'll definitely have plenty to cheer for next month. All right, tomorrow on the show, we'll again have a lot to talk about. We should get the rest of the high limit schedule at some point today. Uh, there's some late model news coming out that it actually may be out by the time this show goes live, something we've been talking about and a confirmation of something we've been talking about there. And I also want to react to the Brad Sweet David Gravel live stream for last night. There was, again, some really good stuff that came out of Gravel's show, and I have some thoughts. So don't sleep on that Friday episode. Uh, Just Flow Racing 24-7 and Dirt Vision now on the daily streaming schedule for today. Things are going to stay pretty quiet here for the next few weeks, except for a handful of events. Uh, once we get closer towards the Tulsa shootout and into January, racing will start to pick back up again. Uh, to see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. All right, that's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Thursday. We'll be back here tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.